Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Council of Elrond, brought to you by the Melonheads. On this week's episode we are answering some questions sent in by you guys. So we'll be discussing our podcast inspirations, most useless talents, but also some interesting Middle-earth questions, such as who was Goldberry, and what our favourite Lord of the Rings swords are. There's plenty to unpack in this episode, so let's get into it. I'm Dave and here with me as always is my co-host Johnny. So it begins. So just a quick shout out first, I want to say a massive thank you to Sean Campbell, who's been a listener for quite some time now, but he's just become a member on our Buy Me A Coffee account. So cheers buddy, we really appreciate it, and hope you continue to enjoy these episodes. If you want to become a member and get a shout out on our podcast, head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash the melonheads. So thank you all so much for sending us in your questions. We are so sorry if we couldn't read out yours, but there was just so many to choose from. So the first question is uh, from StickmanPG13 on Twitter, and he asks, what gave you the inspiration for this podcast? Um, well, the simple answer would be my brother Dave gave me the inspiration for this podcast because... Uh, That's me. <laughs> because uh, he called me uh, one evening back in January, and he just uh, said, hey... Would you like to do a podcast on Lord of the Rings? <laughs> so it was. Uh, I, I I didn't need to look too far for inspiration in that moment, but uh, I'd say obviously um, the reason I said yes immediately was because usually when he calls me up or if I call him up, whatever we need to talk about usually ends up in being a Lord of the Rings conversation anyway. So so uh, it was pretty much a no brainer. I just said, yeah, of course, may as well we record just... it. Exactly, I said, well. We have our normal conversations anyway, so we can just put a microphone in front of us and uh, see what happens. So, uh, yeah, that was, you are my inspiration, Dave. Oh, thank you. Uh, I do remember thinking about it and I was like, oh, I'll have to, I'll have to ask Johnny. And I, I actually wrote a few things down just in case I lost you straight away. It's like, you know, so can we do a podcast? And then I wrote a few things down just in case he said no straight away. <laughs> I, I can't remember what those things are, but I'm pretty sure they're saved on my, uh, my phone What's it called? The uh, like notes file was, thing to like to to try and convince me, was it? Yeah. Oh, I guess <laughs> well, I was being hard to get. Yeah, and I remember <laughs> at the time because, of course, it's it's kind of a weird one to ask because uh, you know someone just says, "Do you want to start a podcast?" When you've never done any sort of like content creating or anything like that before, like neither of us has. So it was kind of out of the blue. And my I'm, life is content creation. <laughs> yeah, it is now, <laughs> but I remember at the time you were kind of like. Oh yeah, okay. And I was like giving you some of the points and I was like, this is why it could be good and this is why it could be fun and this is the reason why some people might listen and whatnot. And you're like, yeah, okay, okay. And then we kind of ended the call without a definite yes or no. But I think the next day you would like message me and you're like, so I have a couple of bullet points that we should do in our podcast. And I was like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then Fabrizio Romano tweeted, here we go, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here we go um but yeah it, it was I, I think the some of the reasons were i i listened to so many star wars podcasts like uh what is it star wars explained and, and other things like nerd soup podcast and mr sunday movies who i really love and they just kind of like talk about nerdy things but they're not so formal and they're more just like happy-go-lucky easy to listen two lads having a chat mm. and 
I wanted to find a Lord of the Rings podcast like that and uh, I couldn't find any. Now, there's lots of good ones out there, but they're very Tolkien lore heavy and you know yourself, you just listen to a few of them. And Yeah, that's a good point. And that's that's actually one of the things that I believe we spoke about on our first call when we decided whether or not we wanted to do a podcast. And I think that once you brought up the idea of a podcast to me, I thought, yeah, that's actually great because I listened to a few different Lord of the Rings podcasts but a lot of them are, as you said, it's like it's like you're taking a Tolkien class and you need to be yeah. there with your with your notebook. And it's like, oh, if you didn't read the the nineteen sixty-four edition of the, you know, the whatever, and you're like, oh, I don't have that version of the Red Book of the West March or whatever. And you're like, oh, well, you're not gonna understand this entire lecture. You're like, oh crap. So I thought yeah. that was a little bit like it wasn't it didn't feel well, I'm not speaking for all of them, but some of the ones that I've listened to didn't really feel too inclusive. I suppose that's the main thing that we wanted to do with this podcast, which was to bring Tolkien and Lord of the Rings to people who maybe you're a complete like nerds like us, or maybe you've just seen the Lord of the Rings movies one time and you thought it was kind of interesting and we want to be able to, you know, help you guys understand what's going on behind the scenes and just to see why we enjoy it so much. And yeah, and be relatable as well. Yeah. And I think with the upcoming TV show, it was kind of a perfect time to start. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was kind of how we got the the wheels in motion for this podcast. So mm. thanks for the question. So the next question comes from Dank Ferk on Twitter, and they ask: Sting, Glamdring, or Andural? Which one would you choose? Um, I suppose you can't really beat Andural, can you? I mean. So mm. epic. It's such a an awesome blade. Uh yeah, I mean, but then also I have Sting, uh, which I bought in some random French market when I was about <laughs> 13 or something. I just I was in I was on holidays in France and I was with my parents and I saw I was we were walking through this market and I saw an a, a proper replica of Sting and I was like, I must have this sword. And so I just like <laughs> begged my parents and convinced them and uh, eventually they they bought it for me and uh, i don't know how i got it home uh in the carry-on luggage but uh <laughs> oh back in those days <laughs> back in those days you could uh you could get away with it but uh so i have string so that's always got a little it's got a special place in my heart but i think I, my answer would have to be and even though oh god it's tough it's tough glam drink is also class <laughs> glam drink is pretty cool it's pretty cool but i'd say my answer would be Andrew. yeah uh i think mine would be the same that sting is now in my cubby hole in my room so yeah i'm keeping it nice and i'm keeping it secret yeah keeping it safe it has been passed uh, down but i i do you remember one christmas i got andural like a plastic andural when i was yeah, a kid and it was probably taller than me uh that was so cool yeah it was life-size so i absolutely love that yeah and <laughs> this is back when you and i shared a room and like mom and dad would sneak i'm sorry santa would sneak into our room and put the put the uh toys at the end of the bed and i remember just kind of waking up and there was a sword like <laughs> a giant up sword. to my chest <laughs> yeah and i was like what the hell santa <laughs> we probably had like a 6 a.m sword fight then yeah probably <laughs> so the next question comes from instagram and ready jelly asks why do you guys sound so similar sometimes but then so different at other times very cryptic <laughs> um i i don't know uh <laughs> it's a weird question but um yeah <laughs> i've got no answer for that one um 
we sound so similar because we're brothers uh, and I suppose we have similar accents and uh, I, I don't know, we were reared in the same household. But um, she said, or he or she said that we sound so different at other times. So uh, I don't know, maybe um, I've lived in different countries. Uh, so maybe I my accent has changed a little bit, but I think I think we sound fairly similar we we sound quite alike so uh yeah i've definitely had some some friends of mine that listen to the podcast they've definitely said to me uh like oh my god you guys sound so similar it's actually really difficult to help to tell each other apart and uh i can see that for sure sometimes when we're editing as dave said uh it's kind of like you hear somebody saying something and you're kind of going was that me or was that him and uh, <laughs> it, it's a bit weird but uh i don't know that's if it was stupid it was probably you. exactly i was gonna say something like that. i was gonna say if there's a really stupid comment well i'd be like well god i hope that wasn't me <laughs> <laughs> dak and schultz on twitter asks who's each of yours favorite brother well my favorite brother is definitely barmer <laughs> uh i would go for paramir <laughs> <laughs> i mean I was, what's, Just it, to be what's this question is he asking us who do we prefer out of like uh, uh we have three brothers in our family is he asking about that or is he asking well, i don't know because i don't think anyone would know how many brothers we have we've definitely mentioned family. that we have an older brother uh in 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 more than one episode so or maybe we, they we have we have a we have an older brother paul and uh He's he hasn't uh, been on any of these episodes yet, so maybe if we get him on, there'd be three of us all with the same voice, and that'd be extra confusing. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think we've mentioned him a few times, so I'm not sure what his question is. If uh, when he said who's each year's favorite brother, I thought he was like his uh, kind of a jokey question to say I prefer you or I prefer Paul or something like that. Like, so uh, I was going to just keep it simple and say Barmer. <laughs> Very good. So Vectron Five on Twitter asks. If you could get any filmmaker to make a full film or TV series about any Tolkien story, who would you choose and which story? And then they also say hard mode besides Guillermo del Toro. So I don't know, would you have picked Guillermo del Toro? But um, I mean, he's a great director, but I don't think I would have gone for him anyway, uh, regardless. But uh, maybe just because of all the like special effects yeah. and fantasy and all that kind of stuff. Possibly. I mean, um, a, again, would have been a great choice. Would have been a great choice. But um, I think he was. He wasn't he going to do the Hobbit movies at one point when Jackson was oh, he the original? Because Jackson got brought in like late on, didn't he? I have a feeling. I'm just thinking of that now, but I have a feeling that he might have been attached to the movies or mm. movie or two movies at at that point. But yeah, I don't know. Um, Interesting. Maybe Jeff Bezos uh, doing the Silmarillion. <laughs> And that's what's, what's happening right now. <laughs> Is that your answer? Uh, well, no. <laughs> you want Jeff Bezos to be the director? <laughs> well, <laughs> no. <laughs> I suppose he's kind of the showrunner, isn't he? Or the show ruiner. Uh, the show ruiner. We'll see. We'll see. Not showrunner. He's just funding it. Like he's just. Yeah, yeah. He's fronting the money. Um, he's just throwing out a bit of pocket change uh, to make this. But um, yeah. uh, do you want to answer first? Uh, I think maybe either Christopher Nolan or David Fincher, probably Christopher Nolan. Um, mm. I don't really know, like it could be anyone, but it, it would have to be someone that's... What story would you go for? 
Uh, well, I, I just wrote down the Children of Huron because that's what I'm still still stuck on, still reading. But uh, yeah. I'm getting through it, and I think that would be that would be a good it's a class story. Yeah, and it's it's so it, it could be a TV series as well because very episodic. Yeah, yeah, and it's spanning over years and years. You could do you could do adventures of Turin when he was younger, and then when he was older, and when he changes his name, and then becomes this and that. So. Oh my god, know. you could have like I think it'd be class. Yeah. All the names of Turin. Um Turumbar. Yeah. Um that's that was definitely one that I had considered for this answer as well to do the children for him because that's one of my favorite uh, talking stories. It's such a class book. Um so if you haven't read that, I definitely recommend The Children of Turin. Uh so if I'm not going to go for that one, I don't know. I'm well first of all director uh Christopher Nolan's a good shout. Uh I'd considered mm. him as well. I mean, I, I I really I'm a big fan of Tarantino. I mean, it's maybe that's just yeah. a bo- boring answer, but I just think that that would be really cool as well to see like Tarantino doing a story about. He could do the Lord of the Rings again, and it would just be completely different. It would be completely different. It would have to be 18s or rated R. Yeah, but I was thinking of maybe something with like I was thinking initially maybe some stories, other stories like uh, Children of Hurn, mm. other stories from the Silmarillion, like Baron Eluthian or. Fall of Gondolin or some stuff like that. But I think what would be really cool is to do some stuff that's actually in the Lord of the Rings that just didn't come out, like in the books of Lord of the Rings, but that didn't come out in the movies. For example, uh, a take on the Grey Company, which is like, mm. you know, Aragorn's uh, gang Dunedine. of Dunedain. Yeah. Like, so, and they kind of like, they're they're protectors of the Shire and then they like end up fighting in the Pelennor Fields and they're just a big army of badasses. And uh, well, not a big army. They're only a small army. There's a small, a small number of them. But uh, a small army of big asses. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Tarantino would be like, like I maybe also Guy Ritchie would have that kind of cool style. Yeah, would be kind of. Cool. But I think I, for me personally, I'd go for Tarantino and maybe a story on the Great Company. Yeah, that's a great answer, and I love Tarantino as well. And and one thing that Tarantino does so well, which would be perfect for Lord of the Rings or Tolkien stories, is dialogue. He could just have a scene that's. 20 minutes long yeah. of just two guys having a conversation and how cool would that be of Faramir and Frodo just having a conversation with oh, Tarantino writing the script yeah. <laughs> I mean that's one thing also that I that I really love from the books that doesn't really get like portrayed as well in the movies where Faramir and Frodo having like just conversations and kind of a uh, Frodo's almost on trial and Faramir's just sort of questioning him and it's just uh, it's so well done so um, I think yeah that would be really cool I think Tarantino has got really great dialogue in his movies. So uh, yeah, that would be my answer. But yeah, guys, uh, to all of our listeners, we'd really that's a really good question. So we'd love to hear from each of you as well. Who would be your filmmaker of choice uh, to recreate one of Tolkien's stories, either, well, recreate Lord of the Rings or to create a different story from uh, Tolkien's catalogue? Very good. So the next question comes from Spaceport99 on Instagram and they ask, favorite superhero? For me, that's an easy one, and the answer is Batman. Yeah, uh, I've I've all my life I've I've been a huge Batman fan ever since I was a kid. That's uh, watching Batman the animated series when I was a kid. Uh, that was like I just I was obsessed with that. The music uh, in that show, just the kind of the the dark sort of theme in it, it was just mm. uh, captivating for me. And then when it got a bit older, they'd like different versions of cartoon Batmans and uh, there was loads of cool ones. And yeah, I've ever since I've just been kind of really into Batman and like then, you know, 
reading the comics and I've read like quite a few of the uh, graphic novels and things like that. So um, that's the only kind of superhero that I really kind of dug into and kind of got my hands dirty in it. So uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's my answer. Yeah. And DC's animated shows, they're, they're so good. They like, they, they can't really seem to get the movies completely right. Maybe one or two, but uh, they're mm. very good with their animation. Yeah, that's um, true. And I, I would have a similar answer. Like, yeah, I've always been following behind in your footsteps, uh, <laughs> loving Batman, probably because you you did as well. And similarly, I've um, anytime I see like a Batman miniseries or a little show on Netflix or Amazon or somewhere, I would click into it like uh, Batman the Killing Joke. I think I told you when I watched that, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And I love the Joker as well. He's probably my favorite villain, um, mm. like superhero villain. So they yeah. go hand in hand. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So, um, what a villain he is. Well, he's got, there's a cool graphic novel that I've read just all about the Joker as well. And that's um, that's really awesome as well. Cool. Um, I, I also love, um, from the MCU, I love Iron Man, which I think everyone does. I think Iron Man is kind of like, a, he's kind of like a Cristiano Ronaldo in terms of the MCU. Like whenever, I remember when he showed up in the first Spider-Man movie, Everyone was like, oh my god, it's class. It was kind of almost like the Spider-Man and Iron Man movie, even though he's only in it for like a total of 10 minutes or something. Mm. But it's just so cool to have him. He's like a, a cameo and he probably brought more numbers to that movie. Like, Oh yeah, I mean, before Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man was just like... Oh yeah, he was nothing. Like... Re- really cool, interesting character. But I think like Robert Downey Jr. really brought that character to life and gave it such... A depth and such a I don't know this he's just completely captivating on camera he just like holds your attention so well he's so fast and sharp and quick-witted and I don't know he's just such a like not a good guy but so likable yeah. in some other ways as well so yeah he's the, like the perfect pre- character for him like yeah exactly so obviously I think this question was about your favorite superhero of all time so I'd go back to my childhood because that's when I was you know watching cartoons and reading comics but and then, like, when uh, the first Iron Man came out, was was that 2008? 2008, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I was already, like, um, 19 38 or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was an old man. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I immediately fell in love with that character as well, but I would never say that that's, it's never going to overtake my childhood love of a superhero. Yeah. But for children that were, like, uh, you know, very young kids when that first Iron Man movie came out, I could easily see them uh, going down that route and saying, well, this is clearly the best superhero. And yeah, definitely. Um, spoiler alert, uh, when he dies in, in Endgame, uh, oh. that was, I mean, man, that was a heavy moment. And I remember being in the cinema and there wasn't a dry eye in the cinema. It was no. just, <laughs> not even just a dry eye. You could barely hear hear the movie because of the like audible wailing that was going on around me. I was like, oh my God, this is... Worse than a funeral. It was much worse than a funeral. I was like, I've never been in a room with so much like loud crying going on. I was like, this is, uh, this is crazy. But um, <laughs> yeah, so he really obviously connected with uh, the audience and people really fell in love with uh, that character. So, yeah. Big man in a suit of armor. Take that off. What are you? Genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. Yeah, and and you're right. Like, he, Iron Man wasn't anything really before uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal because I believe Marvel actually sold most of their, like, big characters uh, and, and only held on to the likes of 
Iron Man and like Iron Man was like a C-list character. Like they sold Spider-Man to Sony and they, they, they had to get him back after ages. They sold the X-Men to Fox. Um, so they just and they sold Fantastic Four. Like those were their big ones, really. Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, X-Men. And obviously they've been acquiring them back, but Iron mm. Man was was really a C list character. And when so they, they they couldn't they couldn't offload it back in the day, or they couldn't get any money for it, so they just held on to him. Is it? Yeah, maybe, or just they were like, right, we'll get we'll get some money for like I know Marvel was really in the shits in the nineties, so they were trying to get some money. Oh, really? They're kind of like Barcelona now. Yeah, yeah, they were. That was the reason that Spider Man uh, was owned by Sony, and you know yeah. all the others that I mentioned. Um, yeah. yeah. I did, so I they were probably just trying to, that. yeah, they were just getting some money. And obviously now the MCU, when the MCU was formed in 2008 and they brought out the the Iron Man movie and started off the franchise, they obviously started getting some, some of their own money back and now they're able to buy, buy Spy, or they're currently like renting Spider-Man or whatever, but uh, yeah, oh, they yeah. got a weird deal with Sony. Yeah, there was a whole, there was a whole thing with Sony where they they had like a contract where they could make i think three spider-man movies and he could appear in like three other movies so like avengers and such and mm. that deal like ran out maybe about 2 years ago and uh and everyone was like oh no this, this is the end of spider-man and there was a huge conflict sony were like no we're not giving you the rights to him anymore but then they struck up a deal so yeah um happy days again but Good they stuff. still don't own him own him yeah well sony I mean, they can see there's money to be made there, so they're probably going to just hold on to him and rent him out. Or oh, yeah. as long as Tom Holland is like below the age of 45, he'll still be <laughs> like a kid Spider-Man. Yeah, well, like they they can always reboot it. Like they, they owned yeah. all the rights to the the other ones as well. Um, mm. Andrew Garfield and Tom, the other lad. What's his name? I can't remember. <laughs> is it Tom? Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire, that's it. Yeah. Well done. So moving on, Nathan M1K96 on Twitter asks, okay, this is a long enough question here, but if Tolkien grew up, say, in the last 30 years as akin to the time he grew up in, do you think he still would have written Lord of the Rings? If not, why? And if so, how similar or different do ye, in your opinion, feel it would be? Um, That's a good question. Uh, yeah, it is a good question. Well, first of all, I think Tolkien was just a master in fantasy and he used it then to escape from his reality and i think nowadays there is as much a need if not more to escape from this current world and go to middle earth Mm. uh i for one certainly feel that that's the reason i keep going back to the trilogies because i find peace in that fantasy world and I think that's always going to be uh, needed. That's that's never going to be surplus to requirements that uh, need to uh, take a break from the world and like the, I don't know, the amount of bad news that we get now uh, every day on every sort of device. If you just go on Instagram, there's just, I don't know, uh, you, you, you can't go through two stories without somebody saying like, oh my God, they're burning cats in, in <laughs> I don't know, Indonesia. And you're like, kind of go, that's terrible. But I mean, I didn't come on Instagram to, I can't be an activist every single day. It's <laughs> it's really hard to like escape just terrible news all the time. And sometimes you just yeah. need to, sometimes you like, I mean, it's, it's very important to stay informed about like the news and the current affairs of the world. But sometimes mm. you just need a break and you need for your own mental health to get away from everything. And I think that um, for me, Middle Earth can, can give me that. So 
Do I think he still would have written Lord of the Rings? Yes, I definitely do. And I think it would be somewhat similar because um, because Middle Earth is nothing like the world that Tolkien lived in uh, in you know when he was growing up. And so I also I think in a similar way, it's nothing like the world is now. So I don't think that he was really drawing on the realities of his situation to create Middle Earth. That he could have come up with that fantasy world, whether he was living a hundred years ago, three hundred years ago, or two hundred years in the future. Yeah, um, like I was thinking the opposite of this answer because I kind of think I think we talked about it in our episode on the Tolkien movie review. Um, because Tolkien was actually, you know, he was part of World War One, and he was probably greatly influenced off that. And like we we've talked about how he said that he doesn't think there's any allegory, or he doesn't believe in allegory and all that kind of stuff. But he's gonna write based off the experiences he had, hmm. and I don't know, like if um, if we look at the likes of. George R. R. Martin, who was inspired by Tolkien, and he writes epic fantasy. Um, that's the reason why we're getting to read books like or A Song of Ice and Fire and all that kind of stuff. If if Tolkien was never born back then when he had the experiences he had and then was born now, maybe there wouldn't have ever been anyone writing epic fantasy because maybe because he kind of he kind of started the whole thing, right? Yeah, well, like I know I mean, there was C.S. Lewis as well, but. Maybe not the same way. And it was also like Beowulf. Uh, I mean, that was something that he got inspiration from as well, wasn't it, back in the day? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, no, I, I I, mean, there's different ways to think about this question. And so it is an interesting question. But I think I think both answers have their own merits as well. And I think that of course, yeah. what you're saying about him being involved in the World War, obviously that's going to draw on his, uh, well, that's going to be, somewhat influential in his own writing but uh, I suppose I was thinking more about the the fantasy world of Middle Earth and how okay. he definitely would have been able to create that and then I think like if you are a genius like Tolkien was I think if you have that mind to be able to be creative and be able to create languages and things like that I think I don't think he's going to lose the ability to come up with some epic fantasy story maybe the story would have been different maybe the battle sequences would have been different because maybe he drew on his time in world war of course in, in, and the speech the of course would have been completely different the way yeah, the exactly. way he actually wrote like little things like that uh I, I think i was just coming at it from the angle if if nobody was there back in the 40s 50s to write lord of the rings and he was born in the 90s let's say he would have no inspiration to write an epic fantasy well i mean tolkien also did draw a lot of his inspiration on Norse mythology and one of the things that he said about his the reason why he created this whole fantasy <laughs> world was because he didn't understand why England and the English language didn't have the, its own type of mythology like the Greeks or the Norse and he said that like you know I mean all the different types of uh, gods and all that uh, I mean that was he, he didn't understand why the English language and the English country hadn't created their own type of mythology. And he really wanted to, um, you know, be the representation for his home country of England to, to say, this is our fantasy and this is what we have been able to create to kind of maybe sort of to compete with the other mythologies that have existed for uh, so long. 
And he wanted to say, mm-hmm. this is kind of, I'm going to be the creator of the English mythology, which will be Middle Earth. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's a good question. And like, I mean, we could debate about it for a long time, but uh, I suppose we should keep going with the next questions. Yeah. Um, again, we could have, we probably could have just done a whole podcast episode on that. Yeah. So if you guys want to send in your thoughts and opinions on that as well, that would be great. But we're going to move on anyway. So the next question comes from Benji Man Cave on Instagram. Great handle. And they, I, I'm loving some of these names. And they ask, what recent TV show have you watched that made you go, wow? Mm, um, recent TV show. Um, the first one that springs to mind is, and it's maybe not so recent, it's maybe in the last two or three years, would be The Boys. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I think that I definitely, the first few episodes when I was watching that, I was really thinking, wow, because if if you haven't seen The Boys, uh, you know, um, shout out to Carl Urban, uh, Aimer, who also, uh, <laughs> my man. <you> know, I mean, <laughs> my man, Carl Urban. If there's no actress from Lord of the Rings in a current TV show, I'm not watching it. <laughs> Uh, Denethor is also in it as well who plays his daddy yeah yeah he is Uh, so um, John Noble John Noble a brilliant actor as well so uh, basically the the premise of the boys is that it's a superhero show and there are you're living in a world where superheroes exist but it's kind of more the realities of what would happen in a world where superheroes were just another thing that existed in the world and where it's not Mm, all just like like celebrities really yeah they're just kind of celebrities and Kind of even the politics that went into it, like, again, I'm not going to be giving away spoilers if you haven't seen it, but um, where, you know, there's someone, uh, some governor of some state is having a meeting with the, the head of the superhero company where all the superheroes basically work. And he's saying, OK, we in our state, we we really need a superhero to come and help us out, not just because of like crime, but also because of public image and we want to you know up our image uh well you know we want to seem like we're 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 a better state than we are or maybe you know uh, whatever and so they like rent out a superhero they're like okay we'll give you a contract you can take this superhero for two years like it's really interesting and it's really really cool all the wheeling and dealing yeah like this would definitely happen i'd like all the superheroes Um, are dicks as well so that's kind of like yeah (laughs) that's also just a complete like uh it's not normal so when you said like what made you go wow that's uh that's definitely one that I would say I was on the top of my list. Yeah, like how how gruesome it is and how yeah. hardcore and yeah. Also for Chris was it Christmas last year? Uh Dave you uh you gifted me a a graphic novel of The Boys and uh that was class as well. So uh very very good. Did too. you finish it? Oh yeah, I did of course. Oh good. Yeah, class. I'll have to borrow it off you next time you're over here. And one of the one of the uh, one of the characters actually made a little surprise appearance in uh, the Black Widow movie recently. Oh, which who? Oh yes, I, you I were, told you about Red that. Red Guardian, isn't it? Yeah, Red Guardian. But I believe he had a a different, more crude name in the graphic novel. But uh, anyway, he's the same Ru- Russian uh, <laughs> Russian superhero, the kind of Russian Captain America. Yeah, he shows up in Deadly. in the boys' graphic novel. See, people love that cosy feeling that soup's given. Some golden kind of swoop out of the sky, save the day, so you don't got to do it yourself. But if you knew half the shit they get up to, fucking die, Bon. Cool. Uh, yeah, I absolutely love the boys as well. And can't wait for season three. Mm. Should be coming out soonish. Soonish. In the next two months. Exactly, yeah. Soonish. Probably soon-ish. by the time this uh, podcast drops. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just went, I wasn't really thinking of 
like those kind of big TV shows. Like I, I would consider The Boys as probably one of one of my all time favorites coming. You know, I, I assume in a few years' time I'll be looking back mm. and going, right, Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, The Boys, yeah, uh, like yeah, yeah. certain things like that. But uh, I just went for one that I have talked to you about recently called Mayor of Easttown, which I just I just thought was brilliant. It's um, it's a, it's a Sky Atlantic and it's only seven episodes and it's all about Kate Winslet as kind of a an old school depressed cop who's trying to figure out a murder in a really depressing town and her name is mayor she's not the mayor so ah okay. <laughs> it's kind of confusing <laughs> but uh yeah it's only seven episodes but it's absolutely brilliant and i would highly recommend anyone to watch it uh it's sky atlantic but it's also is a hbo it's a hbo production so it's, mm. it's brilliant um yeah so highly recommend that yeah you can usually trust hbo yeah um cool i'm not gonna comment on dave's choice because i have not yet seen that but uh i'll definitely it's on my list it's on my list of things to watch so i'm gonna be watching that soon definitely yeah uh so the next question comes from strider on twitter and they ask what happens to saruman after sauron is destroyed so johnny i think this is oh well a simple question um, for you to my first answer would be to go on to our, our list of podcasts and oh, uh, you'll find good. that we have actually a full episode dedicated to that very question. So um, that would be my my first answer to you, that you should be uh, going in there and uh, and searching for, uh, I believe, what was the title? Uh, the, the Scouring of the Shire or something like Saruman's Death and the Scouring of the Shire or... Uh, the Sauron's Demise and the Scouring of the Shire, I believe. Yes. So it was one of our earlier episodes. So go back, uh, go back a few months and... Uh, You'll find an episode on there. But to give you a very quick recap, um, or do you want to give a quick recap, Dave? Um, you'll hear it all in the episode. But basically, Scouring of the Shire, uh, Grima cuts Saruman's throat, and happy days. Exactly. So Saruman escapes. Saruman and Grima escape from the Tower of Orthanc. They make their way to the Shire, and they kind of uh, try to take over the Shire. And uh, yeah, Grima ends up slitting Saruman's throat. So... Uh, a nice gruesome way for him to go not exactly the same way that he dies in the movie in the extended cut but uh equally as gruesome so that's uh that's cool mm. very good so on to the next question and another twitter handle that i like die bart die asks if you could cast a gender bend version of lord of the rings movies who would some of your top picks for the roles be asking as someone who regularly gender bends the books as i read them um so, so gender bend is i'm assuming just like taking like aragorn and saying okay if aragorn were a girl uh who would be uh who would play him in that situation yeah, yeah. so just changes the gender of each of the characters right no, sorry i'm I a, yeah i i'm not exactly uh an expert i'm a, gender bending your mind i'm a layman when it comes to gender bend <laughs> i've never heard this term before but uh cool um a lame man more like <laughs> um I would say I've, I would love to have a character like I love Judy Dench. Judy Dench is an epic actress. I think she's fantastic. I love her. I wonder who she would be. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think? I, was, I mean, Gandalf would be Judy Dench. Uh, she'd be like, yeah, uh, yeah, um, Jandalf. If I have Judy Dench, <laughs> I, I mean, I think as an older, an older character, just like speaking down to people, and I love the way that like in in James Bond, she just like talks down to bond she's like oh, bond get your head out of your ass come on 
come on, Jane. Get it together. I mean, she's, yeah, she's probably too well-spoken to be Gandalf, but, uh, you know, we, she could um, definitely uh, get, get her some lessons in uh, mumbling and basically mumbling, like yeah. the opposite of elocution lessons. It's just be like, okay, come on, Judy, you need to, you know, uh, just stick a few marbles in your mouth and just start saying like, <laughs> you know, things like that. Like, yeah so i'd go for judy dench as gandalf let me see i'd go for aragorn um i don't know maybe someone like natalie portman i really like natalie portman again i think she's like in movies like v for vendetta she's just really strong and courageous and she's a bit of a hero in that movie so i think she could be a good aragorn um I for Pippin, I was thinking someone maybe like maybe Zendaya, who's right. pretty. I think she's funny. I think she's very funny in uh, in Spider Man. Uh, Spider Man. I think she's. I like her. I like her sense of humor in that. Yeah, I've seen her in other movies where she's completely different, and so maybe not. But I think her like portrayal from Spider Man. I think that kind of style. She'd be a funny Pippin kind of character. Yeah. as well. she'd be very um, tall for Pippin as well. A little bit tall. I think she's a little bit tall, huge, I mean, like. Yeah, I know, but sure. Maybe not, not huge, I mean, but she's taller than Tom Holland, so <laughs> that's probably not hard. It's probably not hard. But I mean, you know, Billy Boyd is not actually, you know, three foot three or whatever he's supposed to be as a as a he's three as foot a seven. Hobbit, so <laughs> he's three foot seven. Pushing so. three eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else did I go for? I thought I I, th- I thought of a couple more, maybe um Lucy Lou. I thought she'd be a class barmer. Again, proper warrior yeah uh, in things like kill bill she's uh such a cool fighter and again i think she's just a great actress and i thought maybe someone like anne hathaway for frodo okay it's kind of she's got the same eyes like, i suppose kind of yeah kind of the eyes and the kind of she can do that good look where she doesn't know what's yeah, going on she's, she's got like, the pale features oh? as well and kind of dark features, eyebrows yeah. and yeah that's a good shout when, when you said lucy lou there i was thinking she would she would be a legless for me, that's, really. Yeah, that's that's that. Yeah, yeah. She's. I, I feel like Legolas has that kind of um, fighting style of. Uh, I don't know what Lucy Liu's fighting style is. It taekwondo or I don't know something like that. But yeah, no, that's actually that's actually really good. I think she'd be a class Legolas as well. But then I thought, just for the reason of blonde Legolas being a being a famous blonde, I just said I'd go for someone like Scarlett Johansson as a Legolas. I thought that too. Yeah. So um, I mean, she's. You know, she's a famous blonde, and also she she kicks ass in uh, in Marvel movies. So um, she'd be well up for the the task of doing all those um, flips and spins that Legolas yeah, does. Very true. Um, you picked a lot more than me. I I had sorry. Uh, I I don't know. I was thinking. I was thinking of Gandalf, and for some reason, I stumbled on a, a picture of Jamie Lee Curtis, and I was like. If I just put a beard in front of her, like she's got the same kind of skinny <laughs> feature. I don't know. She kind of looks like a female Ian McKellen. So I kind of thought she could have done done well. I know she wouldn't really have the accent, but um, and then for me, Aragorn as well. There's only mm. there's only one person for Aragorn. That was Angelina Jolie. Just basically oh, for yeah. That'd be Mr. Good. And Mrs. Smith. She kicks ass in that and she can definitely have yeah. that kind of sad demeanor. Her presence on screen as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. She can just and is it? Yeah, she's in Resident Evil as well. And sorry, not Resident Evil. Um, Tomb Raider, and she kind of has mm. that. Just you know, she doesn't have to say anything. Kind of like Viggo Mortensen, she can just be like 
staring and not saying anything, but she commands respect and yeah, no, she's just a great presence and uh, yeah, she's a wonderful actress as well. Yeah, she's really good. And finally, I had uh, Grima would be Tilda Swinton. They both have that same kind of pale skin <laughs> and that. Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Tilda. I know, but look, I don't. I don't make the rules. I don't. Yeah, but I, but I also see it. I also see it. Yeah, yeah. That's a good shout. Um, yeah, so uh, if any of you guys have any other gender bends, send them our way. We didn't do any, like, gender bends to males, so I didn't think of any, but uh, yeah, who would you guys think would be a good Arwen or Galadriel or whatever? Or Eowyn. Or Eowyn. Yeah. Or Rosie Cotton. Or Lobelia mm. Sackville Baggins. Yeah, or extra number two <laughs> yeah. at the beginning. <laughs> Cute Hobbit in scene three. <laughs> yeah. In seeing what the falling table after the dragon firework flies overhead. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how specific it was. <laughs> right, okay. Anyway, moving on. So the next question is like to like things on Twitter and they ask, which Lord of the Rings Lego set is your favourite? I'm going to throw this one over to you, Dave, because I have uh, i don't think I've ever had a Lord of the Rings Lego set. So uh, uh, no yeah, answer. I too have never had a Lord of the Rings Lego set and... I've been in Smith's a few times, which is an Irish toy chain over here. And uh, like sometimes I, I like to go look at the Legos, um, but I can't even remember any. But I do remember on Instagram seeing a picture of it's not a Lord of the Rings set, but some fan has made up this huge Helm's Deep. Um, it's it's almost like a I don't know. It's a, it's a creation. It's like a huge model and it'd be bigger than the size of this table. No one can see this table. It's about it's it's huge basically and has like thousands of Urukai outside it. Um, you know, there's no you can't buy this thing. It's clearly this guy just went and got loads of different sets and put them together and he probably made a lot of mm. the armor themselves. I think all the Urukai have the actual like swords and stuff. Um but yeah, seeing those pictures and every time I see that on Instagram, I'm always zooming in and trying to look at the different areas of the battlefield. But yeah, um uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't really know any cool Lego sets, but if anyone knows any cool Lego sets, send them in so I can play with them because I really want to. <laughs> I really want to do that. We accept gifts. Yeah. <laughs> so the next question comes from the Breaker Twenty Eight on Instagram, and they ask, "What are your most useless talents?" Well, John, <laughs> um, I feel I have a special ability to judge which foot I will use to disembark from a travelator in airports. Uh, I think if you know what a travelator is, it's like the uh, the like the slow ground uh, that moves. The the ground that moves. it's yeah, it's like an escalator, but it's it's flat. I, th- I think when I'm on one of those, I can tell from about a hundred meters off exactly which foot I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna use to like get off that. So it's a pretty impressive talent. Wait, Dan. so when you're just walking along that, you're like, it's gonna be my left foot that disembarks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I I I do it every time. Really? I'm like, I know I'm gonna be stepping off this with my left foot. I don't know. It's it's just a weird thing that I always. Have in my head, or is it just you have a 50 50 chance of getting it right? <laughs> I don't know. I think I could just uh judge it well, and I'm expecting to make it into the uh 2024 Olympics, so I'm expecting that call up anytime. <laughs> well, where you, where you <laughs> have to shout talent. out the answer before, but like, do you not think in your last three or four steps you can kind of alternate the speed of your steps to make it so that it's your left? Are you aha? Is it is that maybe that is that maybe what happens? Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's just my brain playing tricks with me, but uh, I don't know. I thought. 
I know what I'm going to be thinking of next time this, I'm on a travelator anyways. Yeah, I don't know. This is just a stupid one that I was like, oh, I, don't know. I can't think of any. Oh, I, I've got another useless talent, which is I can I can vibrate my eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, oh, I've seen that. Pretty, pretty gross. I haven't done that in years, but uh, I used to be able to do that where I would just sort of put, I don't know. I'm also pretty good at, like moving my eyebrows. I can do like all sorts of different weird mm, movements with it's them. true. And, uh, so, yeah, eyebrows and eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've got lots of talents up there, but uh, unfortunately, that doesn't really get me. It doesn't pay the bills. So, uh, From the nose down, you are talentless. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And from the eyebrows up. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> You've got the most talented eyes. I've got an inch and a half of my entire being is uh, is where all the talent resides. It's the breadwinning part of your body. Um, yeah. I have, uh, as you know, I've got that. I, I've got that weird thing where I can make my finger look dislocated when. I can push it out and push it in on both hands, which is very, very push useless. It out, push it in. Let me begin. <laughs> and I also have that weird thing that I can do with my throat where I go. So uh, it's a weird I absolutely sound. hate that. <laughs> you used to always think I was grinding my teeth or something. So uh, No, that's something else that you used to do in your sleep. It's a completely different sound. I don't think I can't like... Oh, you did. I can't grind my teeth. I'm not able to. I don't know how to grind my teeth. Well, you did something weird when back when Dave and I used to share a bedroom and he would make some weird noises in his sleep. <laughs> and I used to like hit him with a hit him with a pillow while he was asleep and tell him, stop making so much noise. And he'd just wake up in a daze and be like, what the hell's going on? Is it Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Pamela Barone on Twitter asks, so who or what was Goldberry and her mother? I have theories, but I would like to hear y'all's scholarly info. <laughs> scholarly info. That's uh, that's what I'm chuckling at at the moment because uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I would love that. And I'm, I'm, I can give you uh, info. <laughs> very honored by, <laughs> I'm very honored by your, uh, your, your flattery. Uh, Dave and I are definitely not scholars. We're far from it. And uh, we're just big fans of Lord of the Rings and of Tolkien. And uh, yeah, we just want to have uh honest conversations here but so but the thing is you can you'll probably hear stuff on this that maybe you could go back and research yourself and you'd be like those guys didn't <laughs> actually know that that was right or not so <laughs> we could be way off but uh we're just going to give our opinions but um so to answer this question it's a quite a tough one because i don't believe there's any correct mm. answers out there really we don't really know too much about goldberry or her mother because goldberry is the river daughter so her mother is the river, apparently, yeah. according to that logic. Um, and I don't know. And I, again, I'd love to be able to give you my, you know, my deepest thoughts on this type of answer. But I've never really actually contemplated it. I've never really thought about it too much. I kind of just, I don't know. She's kind of, um, her and Tom. Well, we like, I mean, Tom is one that people have, uh, you know, thought about more and mused about who he could be and whatever. And we've got a full episode on who Tom Bombadil could be. So, Go check yeah, that out, guys. Another plug. Um, but as opposed to his uh, his wife, Goldberry, she's always been kind of a mystical character as well. And uh, we don't know anything about her origin. She just seems to be some sort of like a nature spirit. But I kind of like the idea of it just being mysterious and unknown. So I, as I said, I've never really, you know, thought too, uh, too much about it. And yeah, I don't know. Dave, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, no, but I like the way you said that... Yeah, she is a bit of an anomaly. An anomaly. Anomaly. A mon- a, monolami, a monopoly. And uh, I think it, I think it's cool <laughs> that it's left that way. And uh, yeah, like uh, I know there are theories about um, 
Goldberry and Yavanna and all that kind of stuff, but um, I don't know. And mm. I, I don't really know because I haven't read that much about it. So we know we know more about Yavanna than we do about Goldberry. Yeah, sure. that's like I me. Mean, we actually know something about her, whereas Goldberry, we don't really have that much information about her at all. So I, I do like the question, though. I like that it's it's a break from the usual question of who do you think Tom Bombadil is? Because Tom hogs all the action and uh, his wife Goldberry doesn't get too many people caring or wondering about who's, who she is. So uh, it's nice to give Goldberry uh, a shout out and some love. So uh, yeah, go Goldberry. Go Goldberry. Well guys, that's a wrap on this episode of the Council of Elrond. We hope that you've enjoyed our answers to your great questions, but don't worry. We have a part two coming out next week where we will answer such questions as what are Iluvatar and Melkor doing in the void? And also, what's the dumbest way you guys have injured yourselves? So make sure to tune into that and maybe we'll answer your question. If you'd like to ask us a question or get in touch, you can check out all our links in the podcast info section. If you want to sponsor us, head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash the melonheads and we'll give you a shout out there. Until next week, guys. See you later.